Hello everyone, welcome to the UK Sports Chat podcast. I'm Joe Williams and in this episode I speak with Andy Hodgson who is one of the founders of the Falklands Ultra which is due for its inaugural event in March 2022. This was a really interesting chat. Andy explains about the logistics of organising a race in the Falklands from the UK which has taken a number of years to get to this point and the logistics involved are quite incredible as Andy talks about. There is an offer on of a £250 discount for anyone who uses the code UK Run Chat, which lasts until the end of February. Uh, enjoy my chat with Andy. I hope you're all keeping well. Have a great weekend and see you on next week's episode. Welcome, Andy. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am um, good right now because it's half term. Uh, yeah. So no homeschooling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the joys, yeah, the joys of homeschooling. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been tricky. I must admit, we, we were happy for half term. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming on. It's, um, it's it's great to have you come on and have a chat to us and tell us about about the event that you're organising. Uh, but just before we we dig into the actual event, just tell us a, a little bit more about. About yourself and, um, and and your running as well. Me and my running. Well, I I never I never stood a chance really. I had to become a runner because both my parents were runners. So I was taken out on the fells uh, for for fell running, uh, orienteering from you know in a papoose from you know when I was a baby. So I, I grew up uh, being immersed in the the running scene. So I was in the the Lake District or in Scotland or Northumberland. Uh, out in the fells, the hills, the woods, every weekend from, from when I was born. And so I did a lot of orienteering and then got into mountain marathons, uh, some of the longer distance stuff. Uh, I used to find road running was a little bit uh, a little bit dull for me, but as I've got older, I've gone into that a little bit more as well, as my joints have got a bit creakier. Um, yeah. And then um, what happened then? Oh, join the army. That was, that was probably a, a, an epiphany moment. When all yeah. of a sudden it, I become aware of just how far and just how hard uh, an, an activity your body is actually really capable of, of, of doing. So mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of uh, long distance stuff with these massive packs, massive Bergens, you know, the size of refrigerators going over over mountains. Um, and, 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 and yeah, it was an epiphany. It was, it was just amazing to like, you know, get to the end of the day and think, oh my goodness, I've covered. 30 40 50 70 miles carrying this massive weight in your back wow yeah. i mean i used to i used to think that a 10k run was a long run but uh, yeah. uh then then yes yeah, so i discovered what the body human body is capable of and and that's when i first got into the uh, ultra scene yeah we i mean we could do a whole podcast just on that couldn't we in terms of what you <laughs> what, what you think you're capable of versus what your body can, you know can do the, the whole mental side to it's fascinating as well isn't it yeah and, and it's just the, the feeling of your body at the end at the end that's the that's the good bit isn't it start okay. starts always a bit of a struggle then you get that that, that 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 bit in the middle where you're in the zone and then that bit at the end where you think, oh, where's the finish? The finish has got to be around here somewhere. And you finish and you think, oh, yeah. <laughs> did it, did it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So so tell us tell us about the event then. And, and I suppose first of all, start off with so who's involved and, and why the Falklands? Right. Well, so this is, this is a story that's been going on for, 
oh, what year are we now? We're in 2021 now. Uh, the race is going to be next year, 2022, the inaugural race. And it started in 2012. So by the time the runners set off on the start line, it will have been, will have been working on it for 10 years. Um, so back in 2012, uh, one of my best mates was stationed down there with the British military. And um, I was due to go out and visit him, but I just started a new business and couldn't justify the time away. And he kept sending me the photos and videos of the most amazing places, the most amazing scenery. Yeah. The, the remote, uh, dramatic scenery with penguins and seals. And it's like, oh my goodness, I've got to get there. I've got to get there. And then before I knew it, 12 months was up. He was back in, back in the UK. How's was there. I haven't, had, I haven't been down there. Right, I need an excuse. What is, what's a good excuse? What's the big, what are the big international events that are down in the Falklands that I can, I can experience this adventure playground for, 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 for an athlete? Um, what's the big ultramarathons or, or adventure races? What are the big ones? And they said, well, there isn't anything. There's no international event. So how can a country not have an, any international event? And, it's just it's just a real challenge to hold an event there, um, because because the logistics of, of of getting there. You know, there's a military flight uh, every week from from Bryce Norton, and there's a handful of seats available to civilians. But you know, you're only talking about a handful of seats there, and you yeah. can be bumped off at quite short notice. And there's a LATAM flight, there's a commercial scheduled flight through Chile um, each week, uh, but uh, it's not 100% reliable, um, and so you can't. You can't justify holding holding a big international event there when you don't know how that you, you don't know that your audience, your competitors are actually going to be able to make it there. It's like, yeah. oh my god, so there's no there's no big events. I said, right, well let's let's do it. Well, let's 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 give the people give the people what they want. Give the people an event in 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 this this amazing place. Um, now. You know, it, we started off thinking, well, let's organize uh, an ultramarathon. Let's organize an event there. But, I mean, 98% of it is not really about organizing an event. It's in organizing all the logistics and infrastructure yeah. to get everyone there and to be able to support them when they are there. Um, you know, if, if somebody gets lost um, 40 miles from Stanley, the capital of the Falcons, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's a problem. It's not a problem uh, like getting lost in the Yorkshire Dales or in the Lake District. Bear in mind, the population of this country is about it's a couple of thousand people. It's like a small English village. Yeah. Um, so you know, we, we have to take a lot more, a lot of precautions. And we're talking to airlines about chartering planes. Um, so they're, they're, not, they're not the normal things that necessarily you'd have to uh, have to think about when organizing a race so but but it, it all adds to it it you know it's 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 a race in this untouched corner of the globe yeah and um i don't know do you do you ever use the strava global heat map i i've seen it yes i mean, i i'm i'm not i'm not sure about uh, advertising and whether i'm allowed to mention it but i use it all the time it's 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 fascinating you can see where people where people run where people cycle around the world yeah. and you can look in deepest darkest africa and you can you can see tracks of where people people go running uh, yeah. and if you have a look at that in the falklands yeah. and and apart from around stanley in the hills around immediately around stanley 
and around the uh, military base, now, the mm-hmm. vast majority of the Falcons, it's, it's just black. Uh, deepest, okay. darkest black, because nobody no goes there. No, so so I mean there is a tourist uh, industry in in the Falklands, but a lot of the most the vast majority of the tourists they don't leave Stanley, they don't leave the the town, the capital city, <laughs> uh, in the Falklands, and and where we're going, where the route is, is is it's properly remote, properly untouched uh, okay. part of the world. So, uh, okay, so let me let me come back to the logistics that you've talked about there then, because I. I organise a race. I organise our local half marathon in Shrewsbury, and yeah, that I can. It's a big job. It can be. It can be stressful at times. <laughs> and I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just thinking. So, I'm local. I know people around here. Um, there's motorways. There's roads. It's well connected, obviously, because it's in England. I know if I run out of cable ties, that there's B and Q up the road. Um, I, I can build easily build relationships quickly locally for you know for volunteers and all that kind of thing. Just when you when you've looked at the challenge of even getting there, you know, flights like you've just described, you don't know if people can get there. Just just talk me through some of those logistics that you've, that you've started <laughs> with the organising. Well, I mean, the probably the biggest factor, the biggest single factor, really, is population. You've got about two thousand people that live there. Yeah. Now, if we're having 16 checkpoints that can be open for up to 40 hours, and you think how many people are on a checkpoint, yeah. just just on manning checkpoints, you know, we've got to make sure, you know, it could be that we run out of people in the country. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the problems, there are challenges like that that you can't just throw money at or, or yeah. you know, you, you have to... You have to do all that working out and planning and make sure that you know, you know, who you've got. So that's the, that's the biggest number one factor. Um, and the, the other thing is, I mean, we, it's taken nine years to get to this point. Okay. So, yeah, you, you know, you can nip around uh, the corner to B&Q. Definitely can't do that and the Falcons, which is why one of the reasons why it takes so long to, to prepare for it. Um, there is a ship. So, so the Falcons are supplied by a ship from from the UK, from Southampton, every six weeks. So we'll be able to ship stuff out there, but we are talking about a six week cycle there. So we have to. We've got a river crossing, so we cross the San Carlos River at one point after about uh, fifty kilometers mm-hmm. uh, into the course. Um, so we'll probably have to build a uh, river crossing, and there's no point in us arriving there and finding we've got to build the river crossing because we've got to get the materials, you know, yeah. scaffolding, poles and boards and, and, and whatever it is that we need. So that all needs to be planned, you know, significantly far enough in advance. You know? It's not like we could even chop trees down and, 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 and go down to, you know, build a bridge from basics, trees you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and logs, because there are no indigenous trees on the island. Really? So, um, you know, it's, it's very exposed uh, there no, is there no trees at all? There, are no, indigenous there are no indigenous trees. trees. So, so there's a few trees that have been planted. So there's been a memorial woodland planted in Stanley, and a few of the farms have planted some trees, provide a bit okay. of shelter and, and 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 the like. But naturally, on the islands, there's there's no trees, wow. uh, which which does mean that when when we're doing the race, if you're up on the high points, 
you'll see the course and the people stretching out uh, in front of you or behind you, depending on which 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 end of the course you are. So you know, if 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 you're one of the slower guys uh, and you get to the top of Mount Osborne, which is the top, the highest point on the whole of the islands. Uh, the people at the back, they'll be able to see a, a thread of people stretching out in front of them for 20 miles, 30 miles. Um, and of course, if it's, if it's during the night time, then, then you'll see this, this, this uh, twinkling trail of, uh, of lights going off into the distance over the rolling hills. Yeah, so cool. no trees. But as a consequence of that, they're exposed. There's no, no, no uh, natural shelter there's, there's rock formations where you can get shelter but if the wind gets up and the rain comes down or the snow comes in then mm -hmm. you need to be ready to uh, uh, change quickly uh, because you're not just going to be able to hunker down uh, under a bush and and and, and, and get changed or, yeah. or what have you I mean you're, you're probably exposed there so it's going to be super important that uh, everyone's carrying their mandatory safety kit and, and yeah. warm, warm kit because even if it's sunny and warm when you set off um it, it will change and it will change rapidly um so I'm, i was going to ask you about the weather before i do that just what what distances are you doing out there for the event so we've got we've got three distances uh, mm -hmm. the two main ones are 100 kilometers and 100 miles they're actually mm -hmm. both a little bit further than that because what we definitely don't want to do is to have anybody crossing the finish line of the 100 miler and find that their GPS is only recorded as 99.9 miles. How frustrating would that be? So uh, there'll be about 105 kilometers, 100, 105 miles. Um, and then there's also a marathon distance uh, as well. Um, so okay. they're all along the same course effectively. So the 100 mile course covers the, the whole, the whole the whole um, distance and then the first marathon distance of it is is the marathon and then from 60 kilometers in so the last 100 kilometers or 105 kilometers is the 100k course and the course is is it's been broadly inspired by the routes that british forces took in 1982 in their operation to liberate the islands so a lot of the place names are, are be very familiar to anybody probably in Britain who's of a certain age from mid 40s and upwards a little bit there'll be names that people heard on, on the six o'clock news each evening in uh, April May June of uh, 1982 so the course it starts in Goose Green and then it heads up to the highest point on the islands Mount Osborne before dropping down to San Carlos Bay where the task force landed so that bit that bit of the course is kind of back to front because the Task Force landed in San Carlos and uh, one group set off uh, down to Goose Green. We're doing that bit back to front. Okay. Uh, but then from San Carlos, we then head uh, east over the islands and, and through the hills uh, to Stanley. We go via Mount Kent, Mount Longdon, Wireless Ridge, Tumbledown. So all these scenes of some uh, uh, really famous battles and you, you end up in the uh, the finish line's in the middle of Stanley. So the last few kilometres, you'll see Stanley in the distance as you're coming down off the hills and it'll be the, the, the march into Stanley. And there's a really famous photo of the Falklands conflict, um, I think was taken after uh, after the surrender of uh, some Royal Marines um, uh, heading, into, heading into Stanley. And one of them had a Union flag flying off the back of his burg. It's a really famous picture. 
uh, will, will be running down that or or walking or, or crawling down that down down that down, down that uh, trail into Stanley. So wow. hopefully we'll be able to get some like for like photos. But uh, I know, yeah. I know some, some of the guys will probably be uh, going down that point in, in the middle of the night. So the photo won't quite be like for like. But uh, yeah. Um, so, so did you when you set out to to do the route was was that one of your ideas or was that you know was that quite a a natural path to follow, I suppose, through the Falcons, or what? Um, no, so, so we had a few different ideas, because mm-hmm. um, one of the big early decisions that we've had to make, or we did have to make, quite a number of years ago, we, we had to go through this process, was, are we creating a multi-day event, or are we, quite, quite, are we creating a, a single-stage event, multi-stage yeah. or single-stage? Um, and... Um, in the end, we decided to go for a single stage event, uh, but you know, it might take more than one day for a lot of people. I think forty hours is is, is the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was a multi day event, you know, there, there's there's so many different terrains that we could have had. It would have been easy to have had like a, a beach day, a rocky day, a mountain day, a boggy day, uh, and and so on. And 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 we thought about that, so we could have uh, you know one one day where you're running from. Pe- beach full of penguins to a beach full of seals to a beach full of uh, sea lions and, and so on um and we thought about doing that um but we, we were we were somewhat limited by the logistics on the islands and mm-hmm. that's a, a lot of a lot of movement of lots of people every day um and then we toyed with this idea of having this single single stage event and the logistics play into it a lot more, and then, but also the theme. It does, it does actually tie in a, a lot, uh, quite nicely. I think. I mean, to, to be able to recreate the steps that, that the soldiers took back then, it, it 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 tells it tells a story, and obviously people aren't going. You know, it's it's not going to be the same as it was in 1982, but it's it's it's. I feel it's quite a nice story, and 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 you do get to see a lot of the islands this way. Um, you go from 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 one side from one, one side of the country to the other. Um, okay. So, is, is there are there any? Yeah, to excuse my knowledge of of the war, but are there any um, visual? You know, kind of reminders. reminders. Yeah, there are. There are. So uh, uh, there's a lot of. I'm not sure whether I should say a lot. There, there are certain relics that have been left behind as reminders. Okay. Um, and and we'll be running past those. People will see those on the course. So, uh, for example, one of our one of our um, last checkpoints is a wrecked Chinook helicopter. So it's still there, recognisable as a Chinook helicopter. So that was one that was uh, destroyed by uh, I think it was by Harrier jets um, in the eighty two conflict. And that's I think it's about it's about twenty kilometers from home. So when you see the helicopter, you you haven't you haven't got far to go by that point. Um, so there's, wow. there's there's a helicopter. So what else? There's there's you, you see some I think you're running past some uh, uh, gun emplacements, mortars, um, and and on the top of uh, several of the hills, there's there's memorials as well uh, that, that act as reminders. So. Yeah. Well. Will you see any penguins? I I, I like to spend <laughs> I like to spend many a day sat in front of Dis- the Discovery Channel or, or Animal Planet, and that sounds very appealing. <laughs> so the penguins, this is I mean, the Falklands is probably 
the best or one of the best i'm not sure i can say the best um probably the best place in the world to see penguins so uh they've got uh, if you're a penguin lover and who doesn't love penguins there's they've got six or seven different types of penguins that, that make their home in the falklands and um and the time we're going which is march next year that's uh, that's the time for penguin uh, chicks to be fledgling so it's a great time to see it and and the other fantastic thing about the Falklands because it's it there aren't many people there there are it's the second least densely populated country in the world the wildlife it hasn't learned to be afraid of humans so it allows for some real close-up encounters uh, with these creatures so yeah, yeah you, you'll get to see a lot of penguins if you want to I mean when, when you're in the middle of the country or on top of one of the mountains on the on the, on the ultra I'd yeah. be surprised if you see any penguins there. If there are, then then they're lost. They're lost. Yeah. Um, but but there's plenty of opportunities because uh, I mean we're there for uh, we're there for a full week. So it's it's ten days the whole trip from from leaving the UK to returning back into the UK. And we've got give, me, give me a bit more on those logistics, then, Andy, because you spoke about the challenge of getting there. And so so will you you know will the numbers be made up on one of the military flights that you mentioned then or? I, I, no. How are you getting people there and where are they coming from? So so most people are coming from the UK, but we do have runners coming from uh, North America, from uh, Germany, from the UAE. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly we're focusing on the UK market, um, mm-hmm. but people are, are have been buying tickets from elsewhere. Um, and we're using scheduled flights into South America and then either scheduled or charter flight, depending on numbers from uh, South America into okay. the Falklands. Um, on the way back, so on, on the way there, it's probably, you know, it's the best part of 24 hours to get there. Mm-hmm. I think it's 16 hours, 16 to 18 hours of flying time. Okay. Uh, and then on the way back, we'll probably be overnighting in Santiago before flying back. Um, from yeah. Santiago uh, back to the UK, yeah. So it takes a little longer to come back. How far is it in miles? Just, just for a little good night. <laughs> it's further, further than Shrewsbury is. It is <laughs> seven thousand eight hundred miles from wow. the from the UK. Well, seven thousand eight hundred miles from from Winchester, which is where I live. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit further for you. Um, so yeah, it's it is a long way away. Yeah. So it. There's a lot of additional challenges that, that brings, but we've got a fantastic team that are that are out there in the Falklands. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of locals that have uh, are on the team that are doing a lot of operational prep work as we mm-hmm. speak, and have been for for a couple of years, and yeah. uh, they will be during the time that we're there. Um, we'll be going heading out. We'll be spending a few weeks out in the Falklands this year, um, doing our, our uh, operational. Preparation. Yep. As soon as as soon as the governments allow us to to travel. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So so um, how do you see? Sorry, I'm just envisioning building this trip for myself. So if do you, do you see is everyone going from the UK? You know, on the on the same flights. Is that we organising? You've got this community, if you like, of runners going out together. Right? How, how do you see that? That's the intention. So, the, in the perfect world, we'll have as many people as possible uh, on the flight from Heathrow out to Santiago. Same scheduled flight. Um, in in reality, there will be. Uh, it depends on people book. Of course, there may mm-hmm. be a collection of flights into Santiago, but the more yeah. uh, the earlier you book, the more 
chance there is of being with the main group. And then Santiago serving as a collecting point and then everyone will be on the same flight from Santiago in. So mm -hmm. uh, if you're coming from elsewhere in the world, uh, then you'd, you can sort your own flights out into Santiago and then join the trip either on the chartered or the scheduled flight, depending on numbers for it turns into from Santiago. Yeah. And then for the flight in from Santiago, everyone's going to be uh, part of the Falklands Ultra trip. And in fact, while we're there, I mean, we're pretty much taking over the islands because... Um, you know, if, if 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 we're fully sold out and there's 200 people on our trip, then yeah. that's 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 about 10 percent of the population of the country. So we're at risk of of, of straining parts of of the infrastructure. So we do have to be uh, very careful. But yeah, I I how does that work? Sorry to interrupt. I, I was just thinking if that's I was going to ask how many people are going to take part. If you're if you're going over, I mean, how much food are you taking? <laughs> So, so we'll we'll be taking some food, and uh, we'll be shipping some food out uh, on the container in advance, because um, obviously we've got to uh, stock up all the checkpoints. Um, yeah. Because what we don't want is anybody having run 60, 70, 80 miles to get to a checkpoint and find they don't have uh, their Mars bar, Mars bars, or flat Coke, or bananas. Yeah. So, so a lot of stuff we're, we're shipping out, and what we can't do is we can't have 200 people arriving in Stanley, going down to the supermarket in Stanley, uh, and then buying the shop out and not leaving any of the islanders any any food for the rest of the week. So everything has got to be done in close cooperation with the Falkland Island government to make yeah. sure that uh, it all runs smoothly. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you, you touched on the weather earlier on. Um, what, what will it be like? Because um, people will be out for a long time, and how you've described it, you know, the views and things, it sounds very open. So what will the weather be like? So the weather will be changeable. So <laughs> the weather is undoubtedly going to be a little bit of everything. Now, there is something of a common mis misconception in the UK about, about the climate uh, down in the Falklands. Mm -hmm. Overall, it's actually pretty similar to southern England, um, the weather. Um, so similar similar latitude, except south, of course. So March next year, it's at the end of the summer, it's summer-autumn time. Um, and it'll certainly be, well, I can't say certain, the only certain thing we can say is, is, is it's volatile. Um, typically, it'll we would expect it to be a lot warmer in March there than it would be here. Uh, and so warmer and, warmer and drier. But it could be snowing. It could easily be snowing. So it, it'll, it is likely to be windy, rainy, sunny, misty, haily, foggy, everything, all before breakfast. Um, there's very little landmass down at that latitude, so the wind does get up and the wind and the weather changes very quickly. Yeah. So it's going to be an all-weather, an all-weather ultra. It's The only thing we can really guarantee is it's not going to be hot. Okay. Uh, I, th I think the, the expected the typical temperatures at that time are maybe between five and fifteen degrees centigrade. Okay. But when but but a lot of people's perceptions were formed during the Falklands conflict when that was that was winter time because so that was going into June as uh, May June time when the Falklands conflict and that was a particularly vicious cold uh, winter that they were having um, mm -hmm. and it was a it was a hot summer in the uk as well so those those uh, a funny uh, juxtaposition of, of climates right there so a lot of people think of the falklands as as icy and uh, yeah. uh, and 
icy and snowy. It's, it's not like that. We're expecting a lot of sunshine, a lot of blue skies, and the expectation is is it's a bit of bit of rain as well. Lots yeah. of wind. Um, on, honestly, <laughs> my my yeah, knowledge of dolphins was ice, snow, penguins. That was what I thought. <laughs> was, so yeah, that's um. It, it it wouldn't be surprising if you have a warm day on the beach with the penguins. Wow, really? That that is cool. I'm not expecting much sun. Not expecting much uh, sunbathing. Uh, it's unlikely to be sunbathing weather. Okay. So, so back with back with my race director on head on. I'm thinking how how does that impact your planning then? Because if you if your people are going to be out for over, you know, thirty hours, and there's all this changeable weather. Yeah. How how do you plan for that in terms of your? I suppose your, your um. Your medical, your volunteers, all that kind of stuff. Is that yeah, it? I mean the, the the whole emergency response plan, uh, yeah. and yeah, the, I mean the significant challenges. So what we have is a network of farm buildings that are going to be a, a really critical part of of that uh, emergency okay. infrastructure. So most of the course is run on private land, um, oh. and there's I think it runs through twenty seven different uh, farm holdings. So each of those farms uh, has buildings and, and, and we've arranged with a lot of them to have access to buildings that we can uh, use to have access to use as collecting points, uh, either for individuals if if an individual is suffering, but then also as collecting points if, if the worst happens and a storm comes in and we have to, uh, fingers crossed it doesn't happen, but if we have to cancel halfway through, uh, through while while you've got a hundred people or two hundred people out on the hills, mm-hmm. um, so th- that they're they're the main they're, they're the critical point. And then there is uh, you mentioned in in Shrewsbury you've got you've got motorways and roads. There is a road uh, <laughs> in the Falklands too. It's not it's not uh, it's not tarmac. Well, there's tarmac roads in 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 this in the in the, the capital in Stanley and, and a couple of other places. But, but the main road is a big circular road. Uh, we, we, we colloquially call the M25. Um, it's not, not tarmac, but we've yeah. had to make sure that the course is within reach of that road at all times. Okay. So, uh, so for um, evacuation, casualty evacuation, etc., mostly it can be, Based around routing around around the, this main road, rather yeah. than having to rely on four by fours going cross country and risking getting stuck in uh, bogs, etc. Yeah, I'm guessing you'll be tracking everyone then. Yes, that's the other really important point. We've got uh, so everyone will be uh, carrying a GPS tracker, um, okay. and yeah. one of one of the one of the tasks we've got to do this year is mm-hmm. is make sure that there's sufficient mobile phone reception for the GPS trackers. We have a satellite, we've got a satellite option, we've got a mobile uh, phone option. On paper, the whole course is covered by a uh, mobile signal, but uh, I've got a feeling we'll probably end up going for the satellite option as a, um, uh, as a more robust solution. And so then You've got to bring that in yourself, the satellite mobile? Satellite, uh, the satellite GPS tracker, so standalone GPS tracker units, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. everyone, everyone will be issued with those, and um, 
I mean, it, it'll be a really important thing for for whole, the whole of the race management, so we can see where the where all the competitors are, and with regards to opening and closing checkpoints, but also what we've seen there's quite a lot of um, people are competitors are taking supporters. So we've had quite a few husband and wife teams um, okay. where where one of the one of the partner one one of the, the couple is going to race and another one's going to be supporting them. So the uh, the trackers are going to be really important to enable them to know where to go to to meet yeah. up with them and give them a cheer and feed them okay. a sandwich or. I didn't even think of that. So you could have you you potentially have more than ten percent of the population going over there. Um, no, well, the the no, the the two hundred would be including. Oh, well, I see the supporters. Yeah, okay. I get so in theory, it could be a hundred and a hundred supporters, but uh, I, I, yeah. I I we haven't had that much of an uptake of of of, of the the supporter place. There's a, there's a handful that have gone so far, but yeah, okay. So you you've mentioned. I mean, you've mentioned some amazing challenges, like having to build a bridge um, and connecting. So that's with twenty-seven different farm holdings. What? How have how have the locals received the event? Um, it's 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 been brilliant. It really has been brilliant. The, the locals have got so engaged with it, mm-hmm. um, and we've had all sorts of offers of help. Lots of people want to to be involved. Um, it's certainly during the week we'll be there. I mean, I mean. Will be touching everyone's lives. I think all the islanders' lives that are there, uh, they'll definitely know that we're there. And, and quite a few of the islanders also, they, they they're going to be uh, joining in the race as well. Um, yeah. But also, I mean, one of the part of our mission is to support um, two sorts of charities and causes. So okay. we're supporting a lot of uh, UK military veteran. Charities like Walking with the Wounded, Combat Stress, and uh, Suffer, but also we're trying to uh, make a positive impact on as many uh, causes, domestic causes in the Falklands as well. So um, all the the, the the various local charities and causes, they'll all be uh, getting direct benefit out of the event. So uh, yeah. so that yeah, we get we've got a lot of good great buy-in from from the people there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, is there are there any military entries or ex-military? There are. So, so the, the, there's, there's there's two groups really, if you like, uh, because of course the UK has a big military base down there in the Falklands, so Mount Pleasant. So there's um, there's quite a few people who have uh, already contacted saying, I'm already going to be I'm going to be based down at Mount Pleasant. Can I join in? Uh, absolutely, they can do that. Uh, yeah. We. Very much welcome their participation, but then also there's a, a load of um, veterans, ex-military from the UK that are flying out with our party. We've got some people with some amazing stories. People, veterans from the from the conflict themselves itself. So some people wow. who were fighting in the '82 Falklands War are going to be going back with us uh, in in our party um, and and racing. Um, We've had, yeah, already. There's so many great stories, and of course, uh, part of part of what a lot of people, uh, part of a lot of people's uh, experience down there is battlefield tours, mm-hmm. um, and that's on offer and it's included in our in our package. But what you'll be able to get with us is is 
you get the stories from actually people you there'll be people with you there that are actually fighting um either fighting there um themselves or have close relatives as well who yeah. um who are um who are involved so one of the guys he uh, um is who's joining us is there's, there's a there's a famous guy uh called colonel h jones who posthumously won the victoria cross in the battle of goose green and his grandson henry jones is coming along with us in the party as well and he's he's uh, because of his uh, grandfather's connection to the conflict he's he's become something of an expert on 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 the various battles not just the battle of goose green but the whole of the Falklands conflict so he's gonna be there with us and he's gonna be able to share his stories as well and his knowledge uh while we go up you'll know, be able to go up and onto tumble down onto wireless ridge onto two sisters where these actual these battles were actually taking place um and and you're gonna get first-hand stories from people who were actually there mm. so um yeah, it feels like an experience where there'll be lots of stories told. I mean, I was I was just when you were speaking about the aeroplane and flying. Now I'm just imagining all these runners geeking out, telling each other their running stories as well. <laughs> Lord help anyone who's not a runner on that plane. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here. yeah, I'm I'm hoping the plane trip is going to be. Uh part of the whole experience i mean if 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 the whole the whole plane is just full of us um uh, it's gonna be great the holiday starts on the trip it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a boring trip where everyone's asleep just watching movies hopefully hopefully there'll be a a lot of interaction with uh, the 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 various people um be able to introduce uh various people because we've got we've got a a few guys with, with some great stories um we've got uh some some real elite guys that have already signed up mike wardian uh is one of the world's top uh, uh ultra athletes he's he's coming along with us so he'll be uh he'll be there on the plane from santiago be able to uh, share his tips hopefully before uh, before the race yeah you, you mentioned that you you're there for a week then so what else can um people will people get up to whilst they're over there so we've got a whole load of activities that are included in in the experience. Um, we're not forcing anybody to do anything. If you just want to go and do your own thing, you can. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of things. That, so um, you can uh, go and have a look at a penguin. Well, you'll have a look at more than a penguin. You'll be able to immerse yourself in penguins, see the the. the, the penguin chicks and, and the seals. And you can go out whale watching. Um, we do the battlefield tours that we've already uh, talked about. Um, there's um, oh, one of the things that I'm really keen on on, on doing is going kayaking. So um, we're organising some kayak trips where, if you're lucky, you'll be able to go out kayaking, being surrounded by penguins and dolphins because there's, there's a lot of dolphins in in the waters as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be. I mean, yeah, that, to me, that, that that sounds like heaven. If it's a sunny yeah. a sunny day. Sunny day with penguins kayaking in and out of the inlets, ah, oh, fantastic! Um, but there's also rock climbing, uh, trout fishing. If you it doesn't do it for me, but uh, apparently it's one of the best places in the world for trout fishing. Okay. Um, and uh, there's 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 running. We've got acclimatization races or an acclimatization race in the hills around Stanley beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can probably even take in the world's most southerly park run, um, assuming that, that uh, 
Really? Hoping that the, the, the timings work, but on the Saturday mornings, we're flying back, uh, hopefully early afternoon on the, on the Saturday, uh, yeah. back to Stanley, and um, the Stanley Park Run is, is the world's most southerly park run, so if, if you want for ticking off these kind of... Uh, there is a lot of people who like to tick those off, yeah. Well, so the Stanley one, uh, yeah, so... That's, so we're hopefully going to try and include that one as well. Yeah. If, if the timings work out, I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, just thinking, what else is there? There's the museums. There's there's, 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 the, there's the walking. <laughs> if you like photography, you're going to be in paradise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's well, what you need is you need to have a look at the brochure, and <laughs> uh, uh, and and that gives you a real taste of all the different uh, things yeah. that there are going to be to do while when you're out there. Great. So my um, my last question is: What's the what's the future of this event for you? Is it is this is this an event that's going to be for everyone? Is it going to be an annual event? Is is it is it? I don't imagine it's going to stay in the, a, a, a niche event, if you like. What, well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really keen that it establishes itself as one of the the top endurance challenges uh, in the in the world. You know, it's got all the right ingredients. Um, it is expensive. I mean, it's, it's the other side of the planet. I mean, from the UK, it's it's five and a half times as far away as, as the MDS. You know, it's five and a half times as far away as Morocco. It makes Morocco seem like almost like a domestic uh, location, domestic base. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, the, the dramatic history, the scenery, the wildlife, I mean, it's got all the ingredients to be an absolutely epic trip. We're really keen that it becomes a uh, an annual event. Um, so as I say, this one next uh, March is, so that's March 2022. That's the inaugural event. And it's it's really going to be a barometer for how things uh, are likely to, to go. We're really keen for it to become a, 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 a regular feature. Um, the intent is to make it annual. Um, we'll we'll be clear on that later on this year when we see how many tickets we sold. We started selling tickets a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. they've been steady, steadily selling. We've got um, plenty left at the moment, which is if you're listening to a recorded version of this, it's sometime in the middle of February right now, 2021. Yeah, um, the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it, it absolutely has got all all the ingredients. I mean, it's 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 got such unique features. You know, the battlefield experience. Um, it's got the baby penguins. So, you know, it's 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 got everything. It really does. Great. So do, do, finally, then tell us where um where everyone can connect with you and find out more. Give us your website, and um, I know you've been getting more active on social. I've been seeing you interacting. Yeah, we're, we're trying. I'm learning. I'm 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 something of a, of a dinosaur when it comes to social media, but I'm we're slowly slowly getting the hang of it and and getting the message out. But you know, Google Falklands Ultra, and you'll go. It'll it'll take you straight to our webpage. If it doesn't, we're doing something wrong there. But the webpage is Google uh, is uh, is FalklandsUltra.com. But we've we're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. So follow us there. Like us. Um, and you can sign up to be uh, to join the mailing list, so you you can get told, uh, kept up to date with with how we're progressing. If we're if we're running out of entries, but all I can say is if you if you're interested, 
get your entry in uh, as soon as possible. It makes our life so much easier. It must be the same for you with uh, Shrewsbury. Uh, is it Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury? Oh, it depends which side of the river you're born oh, really? on. It's one of those old <laughs> kind of worms you've just opened there. <laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 it makes life so much easier the, the earlier we, we know numbers and we can plan against, especially for us yeah. when it's on the other side of the planet in this remote little corner of the South Atlantic. Um, uh, yeah. and, and also, you know, we, we are very open to uh, input. Yeah, we have a forum which you can join. And already we've made a couple of significant uh, operational changes to, to how we're running the event because people are telling us that uh, actually this is this is what will make it really good for. We think this will make it better. So we've been changing the start times. Um, that was a really significant change. So so like the 100 miler, uh, the 100 mile course now is starting an hour before sunrise. Right. And that means that when you're, you're climbing Mount Usborne out of Goose Green, uh, you'll be halfway climbing halfway up this mountain when the sun rises, which will be a magical experience yeah. on its own. And that also enables the 100K starters to, the faster ones will be able to get the whole course done in, in daylight, certainly in, in one day, mm -hmm. uh, which will make a, a, a big difference to, to their whole experience. Yeah. Uh, although, actually, I'm really, I've got my fingers crossed for a clear night because you know, the people that are going to be running through the night, which will be most people on the 100 miler and actually probably most people on the 100 kilometer one as well. You know, if it's a clear night, I mean, just remember, this is a country with no pollution. You know, the whole latitude, there's no built up areas. So there's no pollution, no light pollution either. And a really thin ozone layer as well, which makes for the clearest skies in the world. So if you're running through the night and if it's a cloudless sky, I mean, that, I mean, that'll be a magical experience in itself. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, falklandsultra.com or just stick Falklands Ultra into Google and it'll point you straight to the website. Brilliant. Andy, thank you very much for coming on and chatting with me. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I hope the events are, you know, a resounding success. Awesome. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. Cheers, Andy.